Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. It is middle of February, actually. I can't believe how fast this year is flying by. And I am excited to be recording another solo episode. I have some really fun interviews coming up for you guys. Uh, just really fantastic girlies with great stories and lots of topics they can add value on. But today's is a solo episode and I had quite a few things that I was wanting to talk about and share on. Just uh, a lot of times it comes from what I'm learning or going through. It's oftentimes what I feel led to share on and am inspired on. But in particular, and it always happens that time of the month for me, there's always like two days, a couple of days before I get my period where I am just... I don't know. My brain is just like doom and gloom and despair and the world is going to crash and burn around me and nothing is going to ever work out. Like the negative thoughts are just, just overwhelming sometimes. And it, it happens. Sometimes it doesn't matter what time of the month it is. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl, whatever. Something happened that triggered you. It can be anything, but we all have those moments where we just feel a little bit wobbly. And so today I wanted to talk to you guys about what to do when you're feeling wobbly. Um, I first heard this term, uh, it was a podcast with, I think Lorna Lux was on an episode, but I think there was another British guy who has a tanning line. If I find all of the details, I'll put them in the show notes, but I just remember I don't, I don't think she's the founder or the co-host. I think she was just on an episode. I could be wrong, but they were talking about, it was called wobble or ta- they were talking about when you're wobbling. And I loved that term because I think it's just a really kind, gracious way to put when you're just, you're a bit thrown off, you know, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of the above, whatever it might be, you're just not feeling a hundred percent. I think wobbly is a great term because I, for me, what resonates the most with it is it doesn't mean that you are like completely wiped out or knocked over, which it's fine if that happens, that does happen. But it's just a reminder that like you're you're still you're still there. You're still standing, you're still doing the thing, but you're a little little wobbly maybe right at the moment. Um and I have just personally come up with a lot of really great tools that I can pull out of my toolbox and use when I am feeling wobbly that really help ground me and after I have accepted and processed, shift me back into feeling really good because we don't want to be toxic and bypass and brush things under the rug that it's not healthy. And I'm going to go into that a little bit, but it's so important to eventually shift back as well. We don't want to stay stuck. And I think that's that's kind of the argument that I see or maybe the polarity that I see with content online about self-love and personal growth like I feel like sometimes self-love gets a little bit too in the acceptance realm where people are just like I'm amazing and perfect and we are but 
they're doing it in a way that they're excusing themselves from supporting themselves in creating better for themselves. Like that's not loving. You know, if you really are unhealthy in the way you're thinking or behaving, like, um, you know, if you're lashing out at your friends or you're overspending, you know, using retail therapy or over drinking or overeating, you know, and you're experiencing negative consequences in your life from those ways that you're coping with stuff. Yes, meet yourself with compassion, love and acceptance, but that ultimately letting yourself stay there, the acceptance without the accountability is not going to get you where you want to go. And that's not truly loving yourself. Truly loving yourself is supporting yourself in creating the life of your dreams that feels amazing. But then I also get that kind of can be a reaction to when people are only in the accountability uh only in the accountability ball court where they're just all about pushing themselves personal growth getting back up right away and you know that side can be aggressive and can be a little bit too harsh and not allow ourselves the space to actually process and move through things uh, which is also important and healthy and you know I really feel like it's a fine balance of really accepting and loving yourself and having compassion but then pushing yourself in a loving way that is a speed that works for you working with yourself too Um, I've talked about these things a lot over the last year or so on the podcast but I want to dive a little bit more into how I actually handle when I am feeling kind of wobbly but before we dive in, I actually want to share my magic of the week. If you are new to the podcast, um, I don't do it every week. I need to get back into doing it every week, but I try to most weeks share something that's adding a little bit of magic to my life, making my life happier or easier or higher vibe, whatever it may be. And I wanted to share, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see, I love this mug, by the way, this is um, my CB2 find from I think it was like end of December or so I went to New York with my mom and CB2 I feel like has such great like dishware and glassware I love getting their wine glasses or cocktail glasses whenever I'm like looking for something cute and new for a cocktail reel or or just for myself or for hosting Um, but they have cute mugs as well and I love this mug it feels so just like chic and elevated and clean, white and round, which obviously if you're watching, you can see, but, um, and their, their price points are so good. I think everything's usually like $12 or under. Uh, but I, in the, in this mug, <laughs> the magic of the week is my cacao lattes that I've been making every single morning. I've come up with, mm, that's another good magic of the week. Maybe I'll go into habit stacking next week. I have, I am obsessed with habit stacking. I've gotten really into it and, uh, my morning routine I am loving right now. And I've habit stacked it, uh, or it includes habit stacking. I'm not really sure how you say that correctly, but um, cacao lattes have been such a game changer for me. If you didn't know, cacao is a natural and healthy way to increase your dopamine and serotonin levels, and it also releases endorphins. So it's just like a load of happy chemicals to your brain, but in a very healthy way. You know, you're not dumping dopamine in a way that depletes your supply and uh, I don't know, just has negative side effects like drinking can, but it's a healthy way and it also tastes fantastic. I've been, I use one of those like spinny um, foamer, like foamer devices. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. Um, I'll link one in the show notes, but it it's what you use to like foam, froth, frother. That's what it is. It's a frother. So I use my frother to uh, mix my, I take like, I don't know, like an eighth of my coffee after I brewed it and put it in with my tablespoon of cacao powder, 
not cocoa, cacao. And I will use my frother to blend that together. And then I will actually froth like half a cup of milk or something. And which by the way, I think I've talked about this before, but using milk instead of creamer in your morning coffee is a game changer. The protein and the fat together really helps if you have any sugar in there with lowering your glucose spike. I feel a difference mentally. My anxiety, just it, you feel the difference when you are having a diet that does not trigger frequent glucose spikes, especially first thing in the morning. So that's a whole nother tangent I could go on. Maybe I can get somebody to come on and talk about that actually too. That would be a great topic for a podcast episode. But um, yes, the cacao lattes, they are so cozy. They taste so good. And I just feel so much more excited and motivated about my day from these cacao lattes. That is the magic of the week. If you're looking for something to add into your morning to just add a little bit more happiness and excitement and motivation, add cacao to your coffee. If you drink coffee, if you don't, I'm sure you could figure out another fun way to incorporate it. If you have oatmeal or chia pudding, like there's different ways you could obviously incorporate it if you're not a coffee girly, but I am indeed. I I do like one third to half calf. I do keep my caffeine intake lower, but I just, I've done months where I've only had decaf coffee. I just can't give up my coffee. I love my coffee so, 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 so much. Uh, But anyway, let's dive into today's episode. Okay. The first thing I do when I am feeling wobbly is I embrace it. And it sounds probably counterintuitive, but I am so big on acceptance. If you listen to my podcast regularly, you know that I believe acceptance is one of the most powerful things that we can do when it comes to helping ourselves grow and change in the ways we want to. Uh, It's just what we resist persists. And when you're fighting things, they tend to be a lot bigger and it takes them longer to move through your body or just takes longer to move through them. So I'm a huge fan of acceptance. And for me, accepting my feelings, accepting when I'm not okay, is like half the battle. Maybe a third, but it's it's a huge part of the battle because when you actually accept yourself and accept that you're not okay and stop fighting it, it's no longer so scary. Like half of the struggle with not being okay is the not being okay in and of itself triggers us just as much as whatever we were triggered by oftentimes. So for me, it's so powerful to just actually accept it and surrender. And this is this is what surrender means. Surrender is not giving up. Surrender is understanding what you have power to change and what you don't. And when you're not feeling okay, you actually do have power to change that. But not right in that second. In that second, you're not okay. And so surrendering to the fact that you're not okay is what's going to help you be able to process and regulate and then actually be okay. So it's simple, but first step is just to actually surrender and embrace the wobble. Then number two is to hold space for yourself. And what I mean by that is to actually take the time to sit with your feelings and to feel them and express them. It is so powerful to express your feelings. This is something that I actually really emphasize with my coaching clients, expressing your feelings, especially with yourself. Because how many of us are really good at expressing our feelings with other people, right? Maybe not. Maybe you're really introverted. But most, most people I end up talking to or coaching they're really good at talking about how they're feeling, calling a friend, venting, voice noting, whatever it might be, complaining, getting it out. And that's all good and well. And I think that's healthy and important. But it's more important that you express to yourself first and foremost. Because, and I saw this in myself. 
I used to be such a trauma dumper. I did not know how to be emotionally available to myself. This is a big piece of emotional availability, by the way. I would always, I would send like 14 minute voice notes to a few friends, these poor dear souls. I'd be bawling. I'd be so triggered and dysregulated. And that would be really the only way I knew how to regulate unless it was um, snacking or shopping or drinking or, you know, it was doing these other things that actually weren't regulating me. They were numbing um, and that doesn't actually, then the trauma just gets stored in our body. Like it doesn't actually go away. We're just kind of burying it and we're going to have to deal with it eventually. Uh, so you don't want to do that. You don't want to let things build up. You want to get them out. It's like, you know, a sink that is clogged. You need to just flush all the time toxins out right for the water to be able to run through well and clearly you need to get it all out to yourself and then let your support from your friends family therapist whatever be additional emotional availability is when you don't need to numb and you don't need to run to somebody else you can go to yourself and literally hold yourself through the uncomfortable emotions and this takes practice But for me, I started to just, I was just kind of trauma dumping to my journal, to be honest. I was writing out everything I was feeling to myself and just getting everything out and then allowing myself a lot of times to just sob because like you really end up feeling the weight when you're really honest and really express how you're feeling. There's oftentimes weight to that, that you kind of were just, you knew it was there, but it's kind of bubbling beneath the surface. So you're not fully aware and it's so much easier to escape it or numb it or avoid it or go to somebody else with it and it kind of takes away from the weight although again it's still there and it's still going to be boiling underneath the surface when you get it out to yourself and sit with it sit in it feel it you get the full brunt of it but the release that happens is so wildly powerful And what happens is when you do this, you start to build a relationship with yourself because what are you doing when you open up and are vulnerable and share and express your feelings and emotions and everything going on to another person? You're building a relationship with them. Well, you're doing the same thing with yourself when you do it with yourself and it builds trust with yourself and it's so empowering when you start being able to do it with yourself regularly because when you do this, especially I'm going to share a few more things that are really helpful to do after and along with it, you start to feel really safe with yourself and in your experience in the world and you start to feel really empowered because it's really empowering to know that you have your own back and that you can handle these big, scary, difficult emotions. The other reason why this is so incredibly powerful is because When you get those things into the real world, it's really easy to see how they're not true and to do the work to disprove them. So to be vulnerable and for example, like especially when I am feeling wobbly, I start to doubt myself. I start to wonder if I actually do believe in myself. Am I actually doing a good job in all the areas I think I'm doing a good job? Am I actually successful? Am I actually a good friend? Am I actually a good coach? Am I actually a good daughter? Am I actually doing a good job at my purpose in the world? Is my content really that good? Do I really know what I'm saying? Are my captions actually meaningful? Do I sound stupid? Like all of those things start to spiral and you start to give weight to them. 
and they start to have a lot of power. But when you express them and get them out and you look at them, you're like, that's kind of crazy. It's a lot easier to see how crazy they are and to disprove them when they're written out on paper or you say it out loud by yourself to yourself. It just, it disempowers the crazy, chaotic, catastrophization thoughts that you're having. You realize that they're crazy and chaotic and catastrophizing and all of that. So it's really, really, really such a powerful practice to actually sit with and feel and express all of your emotions alone with yourself. The next thing I do is I validate myself. Guys, it's so powerful. This is not excusing yourself for toxic behavior. It is not letting yourself off the hook for not stepping up and doing better. It is validating yourself because even when we're doing really toxic batshit crazy stuff that we are embarrassed of there's a reason and I believe so deeply in this and this has been so so powerful in my own healing journey it is one of the best things you can do for yourself to validate yourself no matter what it was that you did it's again it's not justifying but when I sit with myself and I'm like hey it makes a lot of sense that you freaked out on that person when they attacked your character or hey, it really makes sense that you went into this triggered freeze state and couldn't function all day and are behind on your work when this person that is your colleague accused you of something that you didn't even realize you did that was upsetting to them or whatever. Like things happen and they trigger us and sometimes they cause us to behave in ways we're not proud of. It's coming from somewhere and a lot of times there's this quote and if I can find who said it, I will I think it was Mindful MFT or The Holistic Psychologist. It was one of those two therapists, or they m- both might say it. It's, it's common knowledge in therapy. But when the reaction is bigger than makes sense in the present, there's a history there, a powerful history usually. If you make a mistake, an honest, simple little mistake, and somebody freaks out on you, or if you don't text somebody back within three hours and they freak out on you, like things that shouldn't warrant an extreme response and you get one, it's usually because that person has some trauma that they haven't dealt with. And so that very tiny thing that you maybe didn't even do anything wrong, maybe it's nothing, um, it was just an action that was neutral, to them triggered them. And so if the reaction is very... If the reaction is a lot bigger than is normal and necessary in the moment, there's a history there. And I like to keep that in mind with other people and with myself. Uh, And the more, honestly, you do it with yourself, the more you're able to do it with other people. This is why I'm so all about self-love and healing work and really, really preach loving yourself, empowering yourself, pouring into yourself, putting yourself first. I really have seen that the more I've done this for myself, I have so much more love and compassion for other people. It's so much easier for me to sit there and stay neutral and regulated when maybe somebody is being unkind or rude or inappropriate with me. And for me to be like, you know what? I didn't do anything deserving of this they must be really triggered and there must be something that I don't know that happened to them in the past that is triggering this response. And that doesn't mean that I will put up with people mistreating me. I have very firm, kind conversations, but my ability to have those firm, kind conversations stems from the fact that 
I am feeling so good and healthy and stable and secure within myself and I have so much love and compassion for myself, it takes a lot to rock me nowadays. And I really think this started from me validating. This was, I think, why I was so drawn to the holistic psychologist's work. If you don't know her, she's a really great resource on Instagram, but she explains where your behaviors come from. So she'll talk about like something like if you were parent parentification, if you were parentified as a child, how that shows up nowadays. Like you might really be very, it might be really hard for you to be vulnerable and open up with other people because you had to be really strong and you couldn't be vulnerable. That the that was weakness and you had to support your younger siblings. Or uh, maybe you have trouble letting loose and having fun because you always had to be responsible and you couldn't play as a child. Like all these things, she explains the things we do now that maybe we don't like or aren't healthy, where they come from. And that to me, it was just so, so powerful helping me understand that, oh, I make sense. All of my toxic, unhealthy behaviors, all the ways I show up that I'm not proud of, all the ways that I show up that, you know, maybe they're even not that bad, but I want to do better because I'm excited about where I'm going and what I'm creating and what I'm calling in. They come from somewhere. And when you validate yourself, it goes such a long way. Think about when you express to somebody you love that they hurt you and they val- just validate it even if they didn't mean it even if it was an accident even if you're overreacting they're like hey I see how that was hurtful or I see from your perspective how that was really hard to go through even if it's your own abandonment wounds just them validating you doesn't that soften you and just help you feel more regulated and calm and just I don't know. I when people started validating me, I started to actually have healthy people in my life that weren't gaslighting me and making me feel like I was the problem, turning it back on me. I would just like cry. Just that like simple act of validating how I was feeling was so incredibly powerful. And then I was able to step into more of a collaborative space to be like, "Okay, you know what? I get that yeah, you didn't text me back all night, but I understand that you weren't cheating on me and you weren't hooking up or talking to another girl. You were just, you know, hanging out with your guy friends and maybe this is coming from my abandonment wounding. Like you're able to be more open to another person just because they validate you. And it's the same with yourself. Uh, You know, even a little kid, I love looking at relationships like romantic relationships and parent-child relationships, like healthy ones to help me better love and have a relationship with myself when your partner validates you or if you're a parent and your child is having a fit and you validate them, it just softens. It's how you caretake for another person. Even if you're going to still work through and move through whatever happened and not completely have the blame be on you, just the fact that you're validating that person, it really allows a softness and openness, a laying down of like the arms and just an ability to move forward and heal quite honestly. And so for me, validating myself has been so so incredibly powerful. I will sometimes just sit there and just like rub my arms and like I'll go into this point next but like just be like girl it makes so much sense that you are triggered and anxious right now. Like you've had this happen to you in the past and this person's done this or this you know had happened to you in a relationship whatever it might be like I get it you know like this you know and then you can I can comfort myself and talk myself through it and be like it makes so much sense and you have power in the situation now. You're not who you were in the past. You're not a victim. You're not powerless. You're not going to be taken advantage of or abused. You can stand up for yourself. You can get yourself out of the situation or this relationship where you can have a conversation and set a boundary, uh, whatever it might be. 
I'm able to then start to shift because I've I've just allowed myself to feel validated because my feelings are valid. When you deny your feelings or invalidate yourself, that's damaging to you in your relationship with yourself. And we want to build trust with ourselves. That's how we handle these things so much better and move through things so much faster and live so much more from an empowered state. Okay, then step four. I Before I do too much more of the cognitive rewiring, sometimes I don't need this, but a lot of times if I do, sometimes just like rubbing my arms, like I was saying, helps just get me back more into my body. But sometimes I need to do more. Sometimes my brain is spinning. I'm in high beta and I just, I really can't sit and do like the shifting that I need to do. So I will do some Pilates or I will stretch or I will do EFT tapping or I will meditate. I'll do whatever I need to do to just come back into my body and calm my racing mind. Breath work sometimes help. I am I don't know a lot about breath work. That's something I'm exploring more this year and I actually have a breath work expert coming on the podcast soon. So tune back in for that episode. But I'll come back into my body, calm myself down, and then I'm ready for step five, which is the shifting. And the shifting is just getting, telling myself what I really need to hear. So whether that's disproving. So if I'm having like the anxious thoughts, like, oh my God, like I'm never going to make it. Like my work isn't that great, all that stuff. I'll actually like go and look at DMs I've gotten from people sharing with me that my work has helped them and my work is meaningful or things from brands telling me that they loved working with me and the partnership was such a success or um, I will read text messages from friends who I helped and supported and the kind things I'll screenshot things they say that remind me that I am a good friend and that I am adding value or I'll look at just how things have gotten better and better and better within my business and well why can't they keep getting better Um, in terms of okay so maybe somebody mistreated you I will start walking myself through okay I am not a victim anymore I am in my power I know how to kindly speak up and stand up for myself and I'll come up with a game plan for the situation whatever I really need to do to shift out of the fear or the anxiety just to dispel all of those thoughts that I got out or I'll go through and like disprove whatever I wrote down why it's not true and then actually write out what is the truth and what I'm claiming and choosing for myself and just that is so powerful coming back to what you want and what you're calling in keep realigning with that Um, and I'll also remind myself like this too will pass like this is normal for things to happen for me to feel wobbly for me to feel off but it's gonna pass This is not my permanent state, right? We are constantly shifting. Our states and our emotions are constantly shifting and in flux. I'm not going to feel these uncomfortable emotions for forever. And I can handle them when they do come up. And a lot of times they're coming from the past or untrue thoughts and feelings. And then my last thing that I want to leave you guys with that is so, so, so powerful is to not let your wobbly moments mean anything. So often we assign meaning to when we are feeling off. We let it mean that we're weak or we can't handle what's happening or we're not cut out for what we want to do or where we want to go or we're never going to be successful. Like we, we create all of these stories in our head and they're just not true. Don't let your wobbly moments mean anything. They don't mean that you're not making progress. They don't mean that you're not going to be successful. They don't mean that you're not strong. They don't mean that you're not capable. They don't mean that you're not the leader that you are right now, whether it's in your work or on your social platform or in your family or in your relationships, whatever it might be. Don't let your moments of weakness define you. 
We all have them. Anybody who tells you they don't have them is lying to you. I promise you. They're so normal. And the more we accept them as normal and don't let them have this power over us, the less power they're actually going to have and the less space in our life and our minds and our hearts they're going to take up when they do happen. So I hope this episode was helpful. If this was helpful, I would love for you to let me know how it helped you, what you took away from it. Uh, If you can rate and review or like and subscribe, depending what platform you're on, that of course helps me and helps me continue to put out great content and know what you guys are liking. And I'm just sending you a big hug and so much love if you are having a wobbly moment. And just a reminder, you're strong, You're capable and now you have more tools to get yourself through it.